This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 2nd, episode 2882. Good morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. Hey, I wanted—I know we have a lot of listeners that are artists out there, and they've done art for us. That's how we know. But Kensington, who's a company we talk about all the time because they have the really cool plaid stuff, and we've given away a bunch of Kensington products. Uh, they're having a contest for artists right now, and and they're giving away some serious uh, dollars here. They're in first place is a five hundred dollar Kensington store credit, two hundred dollars in second, and a hundred dollars in third. And what they want you to do is. They want art that will be used on the front and back of a T-shirt. So they're asking artists to interpret the equestrian lifestyle in their very own unique way. Any breed, discipline, or style is welcome. Uh, doesn't have to include plaid, by the way. <laughs> I bet you if it included <laughs> plaid, you'd have a better chance of winning, to be honest. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be done digitally or traditionally drawn. And I thought... What a brilliant idea. Instead of hiring artists to do your t-shirts, you just do a contest and you probably get 50 of them for t-shirts. It's a brilliant idea. I love it. It's probably cheaper this way than if they paid artists to do it. I was so. going to say, this is genius yeah. marketing. <laughs> Kensington is always above them. They're just one step ahead of all of us. Yeah, I never thought about doing that. So there you go. <laughs> if you want to do that, I'll put a link in the show notes if you're an artist and want to be on a Kensington t-shirt or win some really cool stuff. So on today's show, we have, I think it's Morgan Schmidt. Morgan, Morgan, we're going to find out. She joins us to talk about her humorous new book, Life with Horses is Never Orderly, Cartoons for Riders That Are In on the Joke. Uh, this is my new favorite book, by the way, Jamie. I got this one, and as soon as I got it in and started reading it, I said, we have to have her on because she You have a, been pretty pretty excited about this uh, one. I know. It's a really good book because it has pictures and cartoons. Yeah, you yeah. like cartoons. Yeah. Our Daily Dose Equine guest is Henrietta back with us from, with her monthly visit from horseyhooves.com, telling us where some famous horse idioms and sayings came from. And do you have weird news? We're going to do some weird I, news? I, I have a few. Okay. Right, and good. I'd also like to touch on the uh, – I talked a little bit uh, Monday about how I had maybe potentially been taking my horse's SMZs for a sinus infection. Yeah. And I asked the auditors on the Facebook page, is there anything you've ever taken? I bet there's nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> Shocking results. So we'll do that at the end of the show. Big surprise. Horse women taking horse drugs. Big surprise Shocking. there. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. 
Well, we have three auditor birthdays, Kat, Jacqueline, and Leslie. Notice I didn't say their last names because now uh, after Monday's show where I was complaining about hyphenated last names, I don't know if you noticed, but there's an entire conversation going on about that in the auditor room. You're a terrible person. I am terrible. Jacqueline Pergula (laughs) and Leslie Knight. So you all can just, uh, you, you can stop with that nonsense and I will just say your first names and we don't have to worry about it. See? I'll say last names. Yeah. Okay. All right. You do that. Although somebody called you out and said they heard you say a wrong the name a name wrong last week. So I, I potentially have been wrong once or twice in my life, but don't hold it over. Like uh, like other stupid wrong things that happen. I you know we talked a couple of weeks about stupid ways you get hurt. Well, I got another injury on Monday, Glenn. Oh God, we need to get uh, you a new job. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just but it's like all just really stupid stuff. So I I have Julie, my little uh, thoroughbred filly that I bought. She's uh, almost three years old, and I went out to get her in the field, and I went to put the halter over, and she kind of ducked a little bit. Okay, fine. I put the halter on and I, I walk her up to the stall. I put her in the stall. She eats. It's time for me to ride her. I go in the stall. I go to get her. And she's kind of like eh, about the halter going over. And I'm like, that's weird. Whatever. I take her out to put her in the cross ties. I groom her. I brush her face. I pick her feet. I'm like, I mean, she's a girl and she's gray. And I'm just like loving grooming this little like filly and, uh, I get put the saddle on, I get the boots on. I'm like so excited for a ride and because the weather's finally nice enough to ride. And I go to, uh, there's something I do and I want to know if anybody else does this before I put the bridle on, I make sure everything is ready, which means I put my helmet on. I have all my boots, all my, everything is ready before I put the bridle on. So I put my helmet on rush over, grab the bridle. I go to put the bit in her mouth and I go to put the bridle over her ears. And she panicked, not panicked. Like she was like, Oh God, I gotta, 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 and she pushed her head into my chest, like because my right hand was by her right ear. She pushed her head left into me and pushed it to where I stepped backwards and I couldn't get my right hand away from her ear because she was making me run backwards. It was the weirdest like circles, like a little cyclone that we were creating together. And she was pushing me and I couldn't let go. And I know it was because it was touching her ear. I don't know what was wrong. And finally she knocked me down onto the pavement in the cross ties under her feet. And I got knocked down and Whack! My head hit that pavement like you wouldn't believe. Were you wearing your helmet? You bet I was. Uh, see, I, that would I would have gotten that one. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had my helmet on yet. But see, that's a weird thing that I do is I always get. I have my gloves on, my helm, whatever I'm gonna do. I have before I bridle because I don't want to bridle have the horse standing in a bridle and be like messing around doing stuff. So that was a bl- blessing. However, um, when I did hit the ground. I'm old and I scraped my knee and like my neck hurts and my back. I feel like I got in a car accident. <laughs> I mean, I'm fully functioning, but, um, the Advil has been my friend. Uh, but also like she, this is the thing she was, I wanted to give her my daily money cause she was so good. She was like, knocked me down on the ground and then was like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God. And didn't 
move a muscle. Bridal hanging by the reins around her neck and head did not move a muscle. Just stood there like looking like, oh, my God, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah, thank God I, she I, didn't I, step, I didn't on, step you. on you. Yeah. And, that, yeah, <laughs> I, and of course I did that. Like, Even by accident. Yeah, she was so careful. She was so good. Like, she was so good. I, and I'm like, obviously something's wrong with you. I can't believe I didn't notice this, but I, I you do that like are my toes moving, my fingers, like everything wiggles. Okay, I can get up. You know, I had that wind knocked out of me, so that took a minute. But I got up. Okay, what's wrong? And I take her around, and she has this pretty little forelock that is kind of halfway down her face. And I go and like, and I brush her face, but her forelock is just like swept to the side. And I go to move her forelock and I can't move her forelock because I finally pulled the forelock up and there's a trickle of dried blood running down the side of her face. So lesson here, the horse tried to tell me several times not to go up there. So she's got a cut on uh, somewhere on the top of her head. I can't get to it. I can't see it. I was like, well, it's not bleeding anymore. You know, I can't touch it. Let's just kind of see where this goes. Took her temperature, no infection, all the things. But my God, she told me three times, Glenn. She's like, hey, ow. But like, she's so good. She wasn't like violent so about it. It's probably up by her ear somewhere, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's in between her pole and her right ear. And I cannot get up there to do that. And it did not warrant an emergency vet visit. So I'm like, let's just, we're going to, we're going to see what happens you know what here. What Jennifer would say? What? Long way from her heart. Yeah, exactly. It's not bleeding anymore. It hurts, but so I've just been doing other stuff with her a long way from her heart. I'm like, if it, if it gets infected or something, I'll know because she's going to get incredibly more painful, you know, and all those things. But I, I'll, uh, I'm going to keep it, keep an eye on it as close as I can. Um, but yeah, uh, she tried to tell me and these stupid things, stupid things happen when you're not paying attention i just wasn't listening to her and you, I gotta you know be they more say present. that most accidents happen in the home well most accidents happen on the ground when it's with horses it's true, <laughs> it's true. yeah you get hurt Probably more on the ground I, I can think of all the times we've gotten hurt and you know with the exception of jennifer riding it's it's been mostly on the ground um, yeah but this was just i mean it happened so fast and like i said she tried to tell me a few times but i just wasn't listening she could knock your ass over <laughs> she did knock my ass over i'm not I'll kidding teach you a lesson uh-huh <laughs> don't mess with me woman <laughs> well i'm glad you're okay that would have been much worse had the helmet not been on did it oh crack my the God. helmet yeah yeah there's gonna have to be a new helmet in my yeah. near future <laughs> so yeah you've hit I that mean, a few I times <laughs> know if i cracked the helmet but like it hit the ground hard enough to where it could have been cracked so mm. that was the first thing we talked about was like time to get a new helmet and i have a couple more that i can throw on but yeah time to get a new helmet <laughs> yeah do you have the ones with the mips technology no you should consider I, they, getting I tried one of those but they're very round they and have, i have yeah. like an oblong head and they did there's not there's new me. ones coming out now you i, I don't I forget which company that has the oblong now with mips but, uh, okay, well, find out. Yeah, you you of all people need to. I mean, seriously, come on. <laughs> all right, let's go to our first guest. She's an author. She wrote a book called Life with Horses is Never Orderly. Cartoons for riders that are in on the joke. And you would have to be with this book. But I love this book. Can't wait to talk to her about it. 
Well, as I said, we have Morgan Schmidt joining us. She's an author and a cartoonist and an artist, and you might have seen her stuff on Horse Nation and Eventing Nation, but she's come out with a book now, and I absolutely loved it. I fell in love with it the day we got it. Uh, I couldn't put it down. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you started drawing when you were little, right? Even before you owned your first horse, you were doing drawings. Yeah, you know, I was. My parents were pretty pretty anti-getting a horse. My dad rode um, in the 70s, and so he was quite aware that you, horses are not pets. They are a lifestyle. So um, for years, uh, I kind of pushed for that every Christmas and birthday, and I got plastic horses and things like that. So um, in the meantime, I drew them. And apparently kept drawing them. <laughs> so. But uh, yes, actually, I have to ask you something that's in the book, and I wanted to know if this was about you. And this was at the very beginning of, under character building. Uh, you wrote uh, grad school to be an astrophysicist, learning to be an astronaut. Was that you? Oh no, absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just checking. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. Those things amuse me, but they're just right on the periphery of my understanding. So I would not be good at that. Do you've drawn so many cartoons now, um, and over the years we've seen a lot of them in social media. Does it just come to you, or is it the kind of thing where you really have to think about what you're going to do, or or you think about, oh, I need something for winter now, or I need something for spring? How's it? How's it work for your process? So my process is a little bit chaotic, um, like the like the comic. Um, sometimes something will happen, and I'll think, "Oh wow, that absolutely needs to be a comic." And I, I'll actually text myself that so I remember it because if I don't, I, I absolutely won't. Um, or you know, if a group of uh, friends and I are at a horse show, right? Things usually happen, or um, somebody will be like, "Oh, this, I've got a great comic idea for you." Although those can be dangerous because a lot of times people think they have a great idea, and it's really less than, than great. Um, or it's in, insanely hard to draw, right? You're like, that would take 42 panels. Um, so probably not. Uh, but that, that's sort of how it goes. And, and often because I, I'm really adept at trying to cram like 47 things into the space of 30. And occasionally I, I'm successful, which just perpetuates a really awful cycle. So I'm, I'm generally like Tuesday night going, wow, I need a comic in, you know, 12 hours. So I should figure something out. Um, and so that's kind of, that'll trip me into, you know, looking at those texts I sent myself through the week, or, um, I do have a list going of, you know, potential eventual comics that I can kind of look back at. So that, that's a little bit of the process. And you are a serious writer too, aren't you? Well, I mean, I try to be, if you ever saw me <laughs> writing, you'd be like, that woman has RBF right there. She looks angry. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, I, I would just. I'm intense, um, but I do ride dressage. I started out as an inventor and realized by the time I got to training level that it really wasn't my bag because I was revisiting my Gatorade in the start box as they counted down a little too frequently. Um, <laughs> so don't have don't have the kahunas for that. Um, so I, you know, I switched over. I've done reining and some Western disciplines too, which which are fun. You know, I enjoy those. But at the end of the day, I think um, my sort of OCD perfectionist nature really is drawn to dressage, um, despite not being super brave when, you know, my young horse is in the rafters. <laughs> so if you were going to describe the book, how do you describe it to people? Oh gosh. Um, you know, I would, I would say it's a, sort of an introduction into the multiple levels of, of crazy, um, 
that equestrians are sort of you know prone to partake in. Um, but if nothing else, too, it would serve then as a reminder not to take yourself too seriously, right? I mean, we, we do stuff with these animals that I think a person who's not into horses would be like, really? That's, you're spending how, many, how much time and resources with that? But it's just such a rewarding process. And, you know, I think if you look for the humor, it makes a lot of the less than humorous moments a little bit more digestible. This book, by the way, Jamie, is our last 12 years on this show. <laughs> it pretty really? much is the stuff we've talked about for the last 12 years on the show. I'll give you an example. Uh, on page 25, it, she has one called, If Equestrians Were Honest with Their Facebook Posts. Uh, and I'll give you a couple <laughs> of them here. Had a totally mediocre ride today at the show and fell in the middle of the pack in the class. You never see that on Facebook. You, you just don't see that. I didn't clean my bridle today. Probably won't tomorrow either. <laughs> uh, this, you're just saying my life. Like, yes. <laughs> uh, rode bareback today because I'm too lazy to tack up. See, no, what they would have written is, I rode bareback today, and it was amazing because they would just— It's such a connection with my horse, yes. and, like, I could just feel our heartbeat synchronizing, and it was so beautiful. And, like, of course, really what happened was they slid off. They've got dirt on their butt. Their legs got sweaty. It's all gross. There's hair stuck in their teeth. You know, it's gross. that's real yep. life. <laughs> No, that, that, that I need to write down as my next comic. Translation. <laughs> here's, what, here's what people are saying. Here's the translation of yeah. what they mean. There you go. You're, you're welcome. Next here's comic. another one that really applies to my hackney pony. I don't remember the last time I brushed my horse's tail. Because, you know, it's it's winter, it is a little cold here, and I just, you're it in requires Florida. washing. Shut up. And, yeah. oh, just, I was going to say, aren't you down the road from me? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be 80. (laughs) Yeah. Don't let him complain. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Today I worked on transitions. We walked a lot. <laughs> That's just there. Uh, the book is full of this kind of stuff, and I'm telling you, this has been our show for the last 12 years. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. It's like, oh, we've talked about that because you that. get it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, where can people get the book, Morgan? Because I mean, th- the whole magic of the book is the drawings. I'm assuming that come with it. I don't have a copy of it. Glenn has one, but uh, I've asked him to to send it to me next. Uh, so, where can people find it and be able to take a look at your drawings? So if you go to the uh, Trafalgar Square Press website or Horse and Rider book, um, they actually have it on there where you can preview some chapters too. So you can order it from them um, and then you can you can preview inside the book, which is kind of cool. Um, I think you can get it on Amazon too, but that's a, I don't think they offer the same sort of preview capability and it's, it costs the same on both of them. So. Gotcha. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. And those of you have probably seen Morgan's drawings through the years because they've been featured on Horse Nation and Eventing Nation. So we've always covered uh, covered them here. So you've probably seen them before. Go see them again. Get the whole entire book. Glenn I'm busy actually reading. liked I'm, it. I'm, and I'm... we don't agree on anything. And I like her drawings, Well, too. see, <laughs> I, I don't like books that have all words and no pictures. So that's... <laughs> I got to tell you, Morgan, I was reading the equine risk assessment, which is on page seven. That is hilarious and so true. It's so true. It's a chart that shows you the type of horse and the risk that that you'll die uh, with that type of horse. And uh, you, you should get it just for that, to make sure you don't have the one at the top of the list. Which, Morgan, I think you do, actually. I think that's... 
Yeah, yeah, I speak from experience on some of these things, which is really either hilarious or depressing. Jamie, <laughs> yours are all at the top of the list of you're going to die. So there's, there's all of yours are up there. I'm only suffering from a minor neck injury right now, Glenn. So, you know, give me a little slack. <laughs> Is there such a thing as a minor neck injury? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a good question, too. <laughs> I'll be fine. And uh, you know what? We're going to talk a little bit later, Morgan, about how, um, let's see, I had a sinus infection still kind of go uh, hanging in there and I've been taking SMCs. And so we did a whole post uh, asking our audience, have you ever taken any horse meds? meds? And the answers will be revealed oh, at the end Morgan, of the show and they're shocking. You have to answer that question. What have oh, you tried? Oh, I totally have taken Butte. <laughs> <laughs> used to be fun fact used to be legal in Europe, but it's definitely like a carcinogen. So I wouldn't, I'm not recommending that. I'm not a doctor, definitely not a vet. Um, and I've used Surpat, which is amazing. Mm, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. See, I'm not the only one. So there you go. We're going to talk a little bit later. I'll give you a whole slew of ideas. All you have to do is follow me around for a day. You'll have more content than you need. I need to get the so. medical disclaimer ready for that section later on. I need to, do not <laughs> listen say, to anything uh, that any of our one. listeners do. They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan, thanks sure. for joining us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, Stateline is attending Land Rover this year, so you're definitely going to want to check that out. They're in the old indoor where all the vendors are set up. You'll see Stateline Tech set up on the top level, usually on the left as you come in the front. So they have a huge booth. They have tons of stuff, and they're apparently going to be having 50% off Gatsby, DaVinci, Oak products, and up to 80% off Khaki. So there's a ton of products marked down over at Stateline Tech. If you come in on Thursday or Friday, get over there early because I do run out of stuff. Also, if you're at the Horse World Expo going on right now, starting tomorrow in Harrisburg, they're going to be there as well. They're going to be set up under the big American flag in booths uh, 1901 to 1945. In my calculation, that's 44 booths. So um, it's a very large setup there as well. Uh, and all you people in Harrisburg, have fun there at the Horse World Expo this weekend at the Expo Center in, in Harrisburg. We used to go there all the time. So have I a just, good time. I just, by the way, booked my Airbnb for Land Rover. Did you? <laughs> I yeah, did. Good for you. Yay. So uh, that's all coming up at StatelineTech.com. You can find more information. Or if, if you're not going and you just want to shop, Head over there today and find the product that you're looking for. StatelineTac.com. Please welcome Henny from HorseyHooves.com. Henny is going to join us once a month to talk about our articles that she writes. And this month, tell us a little bit about the article that you wrote this time. Yes, yeah, so it's called uh, 20 Horse Idioms and Sayings Explained. So uh, I wrote about these um uh, common horse sayings and where they come from, basically. They're interesting backstories and, yeah, how they came about. Like, eat like a horse, you know, things like that. So, first of all, before we get started on those, will you tell everybody where in the world you are? So, I live in uh, Wales now, in the United Kingdom. And, um, yeah, I came here originally uh, to study at university and, yeah, end up settling down. So, where originally are you from? Originally, uh, I grew up in Transylvania, so um, basically when people ask, I always say I'm both from Hungary and Romania. I, I have both citizenships as my family is Hungarian, but I grew up in Romania. Wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> uh, I just love that. Okay, so 
you went into a deep dive trying to research kind of like all the terms that use the word horse in everyday language. And uh, I think you did 20 of them, but we're going to talk about maybe just five. So some of the ones that you picked out to go over with us is number one, a horse of a different color. Where did that come from? Yeah, so this yeah basically means, oh, this is something else. Like, for example, oh, this party turned out to be something else. And uh, yeah, it comes from the 1600s uh, when, you know, people were part of like the average person's uh, daily life. And uh, it was like they noticed that uh, when horses are born, they, they are one color, like they could be black or bay. And but then when they grow up, they could turn out to be gray, so a different color. And they listed like one type of color on the horse's uh, pedigree. At, but, but when they came to be sold, they might have been a different color. And this like uh, created complications like with the sale. So a horse okay. of a different color. <laughs> I get it now. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> that make that it, it, I, uh, when I think of horse of a different color, I think of the movie um, somewhere over the rainbow, Glenn. What's the movie? Anyway, oh. they parade around a horse with a different color, and the oh, horse actually yes. changes colors in the in the Wizard of Oz. Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> and uh, the horse changes colors, so I kind of. Part of me always thought that's where they came from, but now she I know burst that your it, bubble. She burst your bubble. It wasn't the Wizard of Oz. They didn't invent that. It was uh, back in a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. Um, one that I never really understood is when people say, get off your high horse. Well, I like my high horse. 16-1. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. We usually do. No, that's like just um, being on a high horse is just being snobby or arrogant. And yeah, that just came from when uh, the knights and highborn men used to ride really tall horses to show off their power to the commons. And that used to be a compliment, like back in the day when they, uh, the knight, the, yeah, the knights were being, you know, the ones doing all the good, like protecting women and the weak. But then, you know, there were these these revolutions in the 18th century. And then the term like being on a high horse uh, turned into like a mockery, sort of being like superior oh. and untouchable. Yeah, I hear that all the time. No, just uh, <laughs> gotcha. That's interesting. Okay, so another one that I hear a lot, and some people, I don't know. Tell tell us what horse sense means, because people be like, you know, you got horse sense. Yeah, it's uh, basically having a common sense that like comes from practical experience rather than you know the traditional like education, and you know it's just you know, being like knowing the goings of life and yeah, just having common sense. And um, yeah, this is kind of a compliment in today's world. I, I believe at least uh, where I live here in the UK. Um, but like back in the day, uh, in many sayings that contain the word horse, just like horse sense, horse play, and also in some like plant names like horseradish, the word horse was associated with like coarseness and like lack of sophistication sometimes not in all things just in in these ones so yeah being like horse like having horse sense that was like used with like the common people that might not have gone through like higher education but that were really you know that had this practical wisdom oh gotcha okay so like even though the horses may not have a high education they have basic and then when we know that they all do they have this these basic 
tenets of life, which fight or flight, you know, they, they, they judge things, they read things really well. So that probably they got good horse sense. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn, you might, you know what, Glenn, you got horse sense, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You may not be higher that. educated, but I'm not sensible. actually. So that's, uh, I'm <laughs> glad I have something left. So. <laughs> um, okay. I never really understood this one at all. When people say they, oh, I have a Charlie horse. <laughs> yeah. That's just uh, having a muscle spasm or like a cramp. It's interesting. This is mostly used in America. So like in other English speaking countries like the UK, like I, I told this, uh, I told my boyfriend about this phrase and he was like, what? I've never heard that before. So yeah, uh, it's like, it might seem like a random like name for muscle spasm, but it has a very interesting story. So there are a, a few different stories actually about the origins of this term, but like the most popular one is that in the 1850s, uh, lame racehorses were known as being like Charlie. They just called them all Charlie. And um, around the same time, uh, in like many baseball stadiums, they used the uh, like old and like sometimes even limping horses to like drag infield dirt. And then when a baseball player cramped up, uh, like his, uh, his teammates would uh, compare him to like these old Charlie horses like that were working on the field. So this is where it most likely came from. Get out! That can't be true. It's horses and baseball together. That is the coolest thing I've no, ever heard. No, it's lame I mean, horses aside, and baseball together. That's what yeah. I, aside from the fact that they're making lame horses work, which is terrible. It was the 1850s, and you had yeah. no soul, so you, they would make lame race horses drag the infield of baseball games, and they called them all Charlie. And so, if the players cramped up, they would call them Charlie horses. Get what do you out. call them? What do you call it when that? Ha- I had that happen last night. Yeah. Sat me straight up in bed. You know, would you get those cramps in your legs? I mean, it sits you up in bed. What What do you call them? Yeah, just um, I think cramp. Just oh, I have this terrible cramp, and then everyone knows what you're talking about. Like oh, your muscle stands up, and it's like last like thirty seconds. It's like the worst agony there is. It's true. (laughs) It was last night. Okay. So here's your assignment is we want you to start using the word Charlie horse in Wales, Transylvania, Slovakia, all the places that you live. You're going to carry this throughout the world because that is a really cool story. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. it involved baseball. Okay. So you got her interest. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got it. Horses and baseball. Now tell us. A li- I've never understood this one. Don't spare the horses. What does that mean? Yeah, um, it means hurry up, basically, get going. So, um, yeah, this this probably comes from uh, Queen Victoria, who ruled in the late 19th century. And, um, uh, yeah, when she was in a hurry, she would often just call out to his uh, to her uh, steward, saying, um, home, James, and don't spare the horses. And, um, yeah, um, this was probably where the f- phrase came from, but also it could be much older than this because, um, like, the name James was... A common name for like um, coachmen during the 1600s, so it could be even older than this. Uh, but most, yeah, most experts associate it with Queen Victoria. Yeah, I always Don't associated spare, that it. means basically whip the crap out of yep. them. Don't spare mm-hmm. them. Just get my ass home. I always thought it was a cavalry saying from the old days. Don't spare the horses means you know you're going into battle, run them to death because they're going to die oh. anyway. Um, a, yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's where I always thought it came from. You know what happens? They do that, and then they end up in the baseball field. That's Charlie what happens knows. next. <laughs> yeah. Call them all Charlie after that. <laughs> that is a fascinating. Well, there's a, a list of 20, and uh, it's not going to be as good as 
you explaining it to us, but they can go to horseyhooves.com and check this out and see a lot of your other blog posts. But this is this interesting and you are, as usual, delightful. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Henny. Talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah, talk to you soon. So this uh, guest was brought to you by Daily Dose Equine. And I'm happy to be joined by Janet Geyer, the mad scientist behind Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds. And she's going to explain to us why there are no pellets in her horse feed. So if you open yourself up a bag of Daily Dose Equine Horse Feed, it's going to look a little different. And I want to know why. Well, first of all, we decided not to make any pellets out of our horse feed. And the reason is, is that pellets are typically made of wheat. Um, and to make a pellet, you need to basically extrude the horse feed. So it's a processing issue. So if you want to have basically a whole food that's not so processed, you wouldn't want to make a pellet. So that's one reason. Another reason is, is that pellets often hide the ingredients that are in there. They can hide taste and uh, they can certainly hide ingredients and you really don't know what's in there. Um, with our feed, we want you to see all the ingredients. So we've made a textured feed and sometimes we grind it up and sometimes it does look a little powdery. Um, but the reason for that is we want to mix the vitamins and minerals thoroughly in the product without creating more processing. So that is the reason why we do not use pellets. And the reason we don't use wheat is because wheat has been linked to a lot of health issues. So we want to stay away from modern wheat. We want to stay away from uh, the glyphosate that is or used to grow the modern wheat and uh, make it a lot more simple. So you mechanically alter some of the ingredients by grinding them up. But that is very, very we different do. than creating a pellet, which is, which requires heat and pressure. It does, exactly. There, there we go. So, so that, that makes a big difference. So when you open up that bag of Daily Dose Equine Horse Feed and it looks a little different, there's an important reason. Because there's an important reason for everything that Janet does to her horse feeds. And our goal here is to quiz her about as many of those as we can. And if you want to learn more about Daily Dose Equine Horse Feeds or find a retailer near, near you, just go to www.dailydoseequine.com. Or if you want to purchase some directly online and get fast and convenient shipping, just go to Chewy.com. And I think it's six six of the different horse feed formulas are on there now. Correct. There we go. So, yeah, we've talked a little bit about it already. I was guilty of taking SMZs was, <clears throat> um, whatever, it's fine. Guilty uh, of taking some SMZs to fight an infection because I didn't want to go to the doctor and like waste a lot of time. Now, remember, Glenn uh, wanted to let everybody know that these, we need to do like one of those fast talking yes. disclaimers, Glenn. Okay, this, uh, you want me to do it or you want to do it? You go. You okay, go. so uh, anything we talk about here is not real science and should not be considered medical advice in any way, form, or whatsoever. Um, is that good? I mean, I guess, but like, I want to get like an example of a disclaimer, which is like something, let me find this one here. 
Um, I just wanted not to get sued. Testimonials appearing on the site are actually a not individual experiences reflecting real life experiences of those who have used our products some way or another. However, the individual, result, individual results may vary. We do not claim these are typical results that the customers will generally achieve. The testimonials are not necessarily representative of all those who use the products and services. Blah, blah. Hey! <laughs> well done. Woo! And the side so effects may be. Don't do the side effects. Maybe yeah. the fact that you, yeah, you're going to turn into a horse. Um, but some of these aren't even horsey. So we have a thing in my house, Glenn, where I cook. Okay. And I always say, because I cook it and I don't taste it. Like I'm just, I just serve it and I'll say, all right, guys, this could be amazing. <laughs> and then Lucas follows it up with, or it could taste like dog food. So. <laughs> And we have like a ranking system. Such confidence like, from your son. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. Because it's true. I make stuff and sometimes I'm like, dude, this tastes like, like dinner last night. Um, we decided now that something is amazing. It tastes like dog food. Or even worse than that is it tastes like cat food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I was like, there's got to be something between dog food and amazing. And so we determined that it was horse food. So, because because horse food's not terrible to eat, like it's not like cat food. So now some we've of the got treats amazing. actually just taste like molasses, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So the the tier is amazing horse food, dog food, cat food. And so the dinner I made last night was classified under the category of horse food. Oh, okay. Well, it's better than cat food. <laughs> it wasn't dog food. <laughs> so uh, the reason I say that I bring that up is because apparently we're not the only ones who maybe even actually eat horse food. Gosh, Lucas loves that Kentucky performance products, the rice brand. Oh my God. <laughs> my get out of the, it's, it's like pure fat. Uh, so Courtney says that, um, she is so tempted to try sweet feed and Colleen says, Courtney, I totally agree, but it never tastes as good as it smells. Never. Oh, it smells wonderful. All that molasses. It smells so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feed Neutrina Pro for senior. I open the bag and my mouth starts to water and I, t- I took a little bite of one. I'm like, nope, I don't know why you get- it's like crack to Duke, man. He's like, give me the food. Um, Alex says she takes SMZs all the time. Uh, uh, Alex said that. Now, Allison said, oh, I've never been tempted to do the first one. She says, I've tasted dewormer. And ulcer guard, she said, which I have tasted that one. She said she's tasted all of their food and she may actually have had a drink from their water trough. Okay, no. that's too far there, Allison. That's way too far. There's good water in your house. Allison died on the Oregon Trail of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we have animals that tend to occasionally drink out of the buckets and pee in the buckets and things like that. No, I'm not going there. Thank you very much. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not going to go anywhere where I can see stuff growing. It doesn't matter how often you clean it. Um, Jillian says, Isoxaprene smells so good, but she hasn't taken it yet. What's that one? <laughs> Isoxaprene. So it's a, it's a drug that increases blood flow in the hoof. I've never, I mean, I've only seen it in pill form, so I don't think it smells good, but yeah. Uh, Maggie agrees. That I'm SMZs, guessing it won't do the same thing for people being that we don't have a, I'm guessing. I mean, it increases the blood flow in your lamina, Glenn. So your fingernails might look great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, SMZs, Maggie says for a, a bladder issue and amoxicillin, 
from the dog for diverticulitis. I feel, Maggie, that those are probably well, things that should be attended to by an actual med- medical professional. I agree, but amoxicillin, you buy it at the drugstore. It's the same thing they give humans. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, but if you have diverticulitis or a bladder thing, yeah, I think that you probably you should, get, should see you know, actual medical s- attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm guessing that us saying this is not encouraging her to do that. Uh, no, probably not. Um, uh, now, Pat says, I love the smell of absorbing, um, but I, f- she says, but really? I figure it's, I do love the smell of that you? too. Makes really? Me, makes me think of being at the track. Like uh, we would just wrap everything in absorbing. Uh, she said, I figure it's bad enough. I pee in the stalls on occasion. I'm not going to kill my liver by taking my horse's meds. <laughs> well, that's too practical of you, Pat. <laughs> Jennifer says methocarbamol. Granted, it was a human version that we were giving horses, but my back was hurting and it was right there in my tack trunk. Is that a pain? Methocarbamol is a muscle relaxer. Well, there you go. It helps horses with back pain. Katie says- You might need that with your uh, neck. Uh, uh, I still have muscle relaxers from my shoulder surgery because I didn't take anything for that. So I did take a half one of those- Night before last, I, I can't. Have done I can't the same take in the last week actually with really? some leftovers. I, <laughs> yeah, I can't take any meds before I have to do a show because I get a little tired. My mouth isn't working all the way, so I, I'm really careful. Um, <laughs> the Katie says that she's a saltaholic and she can't stop licking the salt block. And she says, if I could get away with it, I'd have one in my house. Hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, you can buy it. It's already ground up, you know, pour it on Kayla your says, them dang apple wafers, man. They smell so good and they look like a fig Newton. And she put <laughs> in parentheses, do. note, they do not taste like one. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we go to Ada together, Jennifer would taste every horse treat in the place. Yeah, I, mm. I'm good. I, I think it's, I'm just too skeptical because I've been a vegetarian for 35 years oh. and I'm just always assumed that there's meat in something. Uh, <laughs> Kayla said, I did try one of those and it was like chewing a brick made of sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Mippers all taste awful. I agree. I accidentally got some on my finger when I was putting it in Zeus's mouth, ulcer guard, and, and I got it and I, of course, scratched my lip or put chapstick on or something. And it tastes like some sort of like poisonous licorice. It's awful. Uh, Juniper says she tasted dewormer on accident trying to get the cap off. <laughs> 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 she also says she got banamine in her mouth and her eye by giving it orally the other day. <laughs> she said zero out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> <Send> her goggles. <laughs> oh. Uh, Kayla says, when I was a kid, I got in trouble for eating a powdered rice bran from a client. Uh, this sounds like Lucas. Um, let's see. Dawn's taking SMCs. Betty uses DMSO and cowboy magic detangler on her hair. <laughs> I got to tell you that Jennifer uses DMSO too. And that's the stuff that makes your mouth taste like cabbage. It tastes like garlic to me. It tastes like cabbage to me, and it's awful. I can't even touch her when she's wearing it because then yeah. I instantly my mouth tastes. I know what that she's wearing it because of that. Mental note, Jennifer. If you want him to stay away from you, just <laughs> smear yourself with some DMS. You know what? She's probably one step ahead of me. She's, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think so. Actually, yeah, that is the reason she does that. Do we Kendra have a spare, she- new spare bedroom at the new house. Yes, we do. Okay, good. Oh, good. You can go stay in there because it's not her. You're going to have to go. Um, Kelly said, I had a migraine one day while driving and the only med in my car was Equiox. 
She's like, I sincerely considered taking one, then decided it was too expensive to waste on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horse girl right there. <laughs> right there, yeah. I'm like, I don't need it. To That's be, the whole to the thing horse. right there. It's too expensive <laughs> to use on me. Meta, I do this too. I brush my hair with my horse's brush and comb and always use mane the little main ponytail holders for my ponytail. I do that. It does pull your hair out, but sometimes you just need a ponytail. Um, Kelly said that the funniest thing she's ever saw was as she was a tractor supply and she saw a kid reach over and lick a 50 pound salt block. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just give it a try. <laughs> Lori says, I haven't tried it and I have no plans to do so, but resurping smells delicious. Do you know what resurping is, Glenn? <laughs> it's a long-acting tranquilizer. Oh, well, that would like, work. It's yeah, the 30-day tranquilizer. Yeah, no. We don't recommend that one. April, good Lord, I need to talk to your husband. Uh, SMZs, she's taken. And one Christmas Eve, I gave my shot of penicillin I bought from Tractor Supply. I was desperate. I had a huge bruise on my arm from it. She said, but I've also used absorbing and ice tight. She lives I mean, in Texas. If you, Anything goes. <laughs> Tractor <laughs> Supply is like, this is a human antibiotics. Here's the horse ones. Take whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Uh, Mary says she uses Vetrocin on any cuts. Jen has tried Robaxin, the muscle relaxer. Uh, Jessica uses Shoshin on her hair before meeting her husband in a restaurant because she came from the barn. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little spritz of this. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. And Shoshin has a very Shoshin-y smell. Like nothing else smells like Shoshin. So if you know what it is, you you, you know what it is. Um, Jennifer said her finger was hurting and she thought, well, this is what a horse feels like when they have an abscess. So I put Fierce and wrapped it in saran wrap. Next morning, took it off and, you know, did she get solved? It solved the abscess. <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all put poultice on ourselves and things, you know, just. I'm worried about Karen chatting. I'm going to end with that one Um, because she says that DMSO, SMZs, Surpass. Lots of people use Surpass, which is like that topical anti-inflammatory. It's definitely not legal. Oh, Diane uses Equiderma Zinc on her nose (laughs) because she (laughs) forgot sunscreen. Um, She said, uh, Karen says that DMSO, SMZ is fine. Surpass fine. Adequan and Legend. She's an endurance rider. So are you injecting it into your <laughs> muscles? She's an endurance rider. So who knows? And Legend is IV. Are you like tapping a line in your arm? <laughs> I need to. I need to find out. And she hasn't written back. Everybody's asking about it. She has not. Yeah, she's back, hiding. So. <laughs> we'll have to I, talk to her next time she does her episode. I have further questions. Next week, we need, need to. I need to ask her this question. Remind me to ask her this next week, please. Yeah, please. And again, our disclaimer: while Jamie's getting weird news ready, our disclaimer is: don't do anything we just said. We're not medical professionals or professionals in any way. Actually, um, we're just a couple people who. The, around on the radio. Yeah. So, the testimonials yeah. presented uh, are not applicable to the individuals writing them, may not be indicative of future performance or success of any other individuals. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. That. <laughs> these are individual experiences reflecting real life experiences of those who have or have not used these products or services in some way or another. And we at the Horse Radio Network do not think that you should go ahead and try any of these things because we will not be held responsible. Disclaimer. 
Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. Not going to lie, you people were slacking this week. Oh, they didn't send you weird weird news? news Well, I got a couple from Mary and I got one from... I think that's it. I think the problem is there's too much bad real news that people are trying to avoid news. That's why we find weird news or... Yeah, that's why we find weird news. Um, Thank you, Mary, for being the only person who gives about helping me out. And I will do one that um, somebody sent. It must be married because um, this is bizarre. I mean, talented. This person is very talented. But who the hell at some point was like, you know what? I'm going to... I'm going to do this. All right. So this guy, he's a Canadian teenager and he is a Rubik's cube master. Okay. Like that is what I do. There's a video of him and he's like, like fixing a Rubik's cube. No problem. Insane. Turns out he's as you are, if you're good at Rubik's cube, he's also very talented on a pogo stick. Why wouldn't you be? So what does he do? He's like, I'm going to break a Guinness Book of World's Records. And uh, decided, and he's in Nova Scotia, he solved 211 Rubik's Cubes, all while bouncing on a pogo stick. (laughs) 16-year-old Saul Hafting, I feel like his name should be mentioned because it's quite a talent, uh, was... Successfully spent one hour and 12 minutes solving 211 Rubik's Cubes while bouncing on the pogo stick. Okay, here's how they did it. So he is on a pogo stick, jumping up and down with no hands. His hands are solving a Rubik's Cube. Then he would solve it, throw it in this like net that somebody was holding, and somebody else would hand him a different one. And then somebody would take the one out of the net, go screw it up real quick, and then bring it back Okay, so they didn't have then, 200 Rubik's Cubes there. No, I was, because that's what I wanted to know. I'm like, did they have 211? It was like three, like a rotation of three Rubik's Cubes that he was just going around. Okay, you and, and I couldn't do the pogo stick for that long by itself. Or oh do God. a Rubik's Cube one in that the time. quads that that dude has to have. <laughs> I mean, he's 16. They can do whatever. But, you know, like your leg muscles are impressive. That's impressive. It is impressive. I'm impressed. Next story. All right. So in Australia, this uh, woman, she bought a lottery ticket. And I guess you buy lottery tickets in Australia from a website called thelot.com. So you get an account and you buy a lottery ticket through this like account on on their website. So she bought a lottery ticket and then started getting phone calls. And she's like, damn scammer, hangs up the phone, gets another phone call. Scammer. (laughs) Days. She was getting phone calls. And she thought all of them were scams. So she didn't answer it for days. And finally, she's like, I wonder if I ever won the lottery. (laughs) That's why they were calling her. Because she won $70,000. And they were trying to let her know to pull the money out of her account. So of $72,000, she ended up winning. And uh, she just happened to sit down and go to thelot.com. And she was like, oh, my God. Why do I have all this? money in my account so sometimes people answer the dang phone yeah you don't either i don't answer do you answer any numbers you don't recognize 
I do. Um, my phone's pretty good business, about similar, but I, that's the whole thing is I'm running a business. But just this week, I've probably had 15 calls about my extended warranty on my car. <laughs> yeah. So that I and would, if you get a mortgage, we're learning what kind of junk mail you get when you get a mortgage. Oh my God, it's 10 letters a day about mortgage insurance or this, and they're very deceptive. You got your mortgage with this bank. You need to call us immediately. It's just yeah. 10 a day. It's crazy. It's crazy. Are right, you have one more? Oh, yeah. Okay, because I have one, too. Ooh, oh, to Why- Sorry. I had to, do, to wrap it up by going to where, Glenn? Uh, Oklahoma. Ah, uh, no, we're going to go to Florida. <laughs> and oddly enough, this is actually the city that my brother lives in. Okay. And it's also the town that Chad and I got married in. And it is in... Your favorite town, St. Augustine. It is a cool town. It is an awesome town. St. Augustine, the oldest city in America. They have an alligator farm. Yes, they do. We've been there. You've been to this? I've yes. been to St. Augustine. They have, a, they have a ginormous alligator yeah, that's like there. white. Yep. Uh, like a, I don't know. Albino alligator. Everybody's been there. If you've been to St. Augustine, you go to the alligator farm. It's, it's what you However, do. However... They what could possibly go wrong when you have an alligator farm? Uh, they have were moving one alligator from uh one part of the zoo alongside with several other alligators, and um, they were driving down Anastasia Boulevard in St. Augustine. It's funny because I know where all these places are, and uh, apparently the alligator decided I'm leaving, made a run for it, <laughs> and broke. Through the back window of the van and fled down Anastasia <laughs> Boulevard. I'm out of here. Augustine. Did he have it's somebody like, picking him up, like a you know a, a, a pickup driver, take him away? They, they said, "This is why we have extensive training and do drills to prepare for moments like this." <laughs> Our crew acted quickly to recapture it and deliver it safely to its new habitat. Actually, it probably just wanted to be let go. Um, it's like it went back to the swamp. Darn it. They said that at no time was there any real danger as the animal's mouth was secured. So basically, they wrapped up the mouth, threw him in the back of the van. He's like, I'm out! And like busted out the back window of a van. Did was they handcuff him then? In the back? I know, right? <laughs> was anybody sitting in the back with him? Was he? I don't know. All of it is Would you be sitting in the back with him? <laughs> No, but oh my God, he's huge. So they have a video of these people grabbing him. He's on Anastasia Boulevard in the median. So there's like two or three lanes on one side and two or three lanes on the other. And there's like a grass median. And somebody's pulled over and videoed them wrestling this. They've got like one of those dog capture things on his head. That's not a sight you see every day when driving down to work. (laughs) And then this dude, like Crocodile, uh, what's it, Steve Irwin, leaps onto his head and tries to subdue him, gets tossed off. I mean, it's very dramatic anyway, but they did catch him. The the, the alligator has, has been returned home. All right, I have one more, okay? Okay. Now, I'm going to play some sound, and I want you to guess what this is. Okay, okay, okay. All right. (laughs) Any thoughts? Are they in the jungle? <laughs> so this was at LSU, Louisiana State University. The kids are sitting there in the dining hall eating lunch. 
when a raccoon fell through the ceiling. Uh, oh my god! And landed on a table. <laughs> And that is the raccoon running around with the kids all videoing or and or screaming. And you could see in the video a couple of them going, oh, I'm just going to go get my lunch. And then uh, he runs between their legs and freaks them out. I think the weird noise you hear is the woman that was filming it. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there's actual video of the raccoon running under the tables and around. Okay, you have a rodent problem. A serious rodent problem. That's if, awesome. But all I could think of was like Will Ferrell going, do you need a hug? <laughs> Somebody needs a hug. <laughs> you got a rodent problem if raccoons are falling out of your ceiling into your dining hall. <laughs> I'm like, they're in a jungle with people laughing at like monkeys or something. <laughs> Poor raccoons going, what the hell? <laughs> That was amazing. How did Good I get time. here? <laughs> I, I remember. I don't know what happened, guys, by the way. I don't know what happened in the end to the raccoon. So I have no there's idea. No, there's no police tweet follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have a weird news story and you see, a, you see a story in the news that you're like, that's weird, email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Put weird news in the subject line so I can find it out. And uh, thanks, everybody, for uh Always being a part of the segment, even though you slack this week. Thanks, Mary. <laughs> and we're going to have an auditor post show. I have to discuss something that's gone 50-50 now in how people feel about it. We're going to be talking about that in the auditor post show. Tomorrow we have uh, Sidelines Magazine is going to be here tomorrow with some great interviews. And then Friday, we're giving away prizes. We're going to give away the really bad ads prizes that we're supposed to do last week, but I was sick. So we're going to give that away on Friday. So look for it then. Get your ads into Jennifer at Horse Radio Network. Com. If you send them in to, today and tomorrow, you'll get entered into the drawing on Friday. And we have like four or $500 worth of prizes. So we will see you then. Thanks, everybody. Bay neuter gal. 